0: Well, a good Thursday morning to you, and uh, last day of the month of March. So, and we're also finishing up the first quarter. Of 2022 and it's amazing how quickly these days go by isn't it ah, I sound like an old man don't I <clears throat> anyway uh, it is the last day of March and looking forward to uh, April and the showers that April brings because that brings the May flowers right behind it well anyway looking forward to this weekend uh, we start back on a the spring and summertime schedule for uh, the church and um, what which means that <clears throat> instead of an afternoon service, we move to uh, six o'clock evening service, and we do that from April through uh, the month of November, and uh, <clears throat> look forward to that service. It's a it's a good way to round out the Lord's day. We gather at six o'clock, we have some sing some songs, we share some testimonies and uh, message from God's word. and I'll be getting back to uh, routinely get being in the uh, Gospel of Mark in that Sunday evening service. So I hope you can join in on the services on the Lord's Day this week. Well, we're in uh, 1 Corinthians chapters 9 and 10 today, and in chapter 9, Paul ends with um, a personal testimony of uh, just sharing how diligently and importantly he feels That he needs to discipline his body and and his life so that he you know later on life doesn't become a castaway so as the way he puts it at the end of verse 27 he says i i discipline my body and i bring it into subjection lest when i have preached to others i myself should become disqualified and that that serves as a challenge and a warning to every every preacher of the word and uh, it, it's, a, it's a sobering thing. I've seen too many cases, um, even in my years of ministry, where you know, men get uh, into middle age and older, and uh, then they you know, end up becoming disqualified. And, and it's a sobering thing. It, it is important for God's servants to be diligent about this matter of self-discipline. But having said that, it's not just for God's preachers and pastors. It's for all of God's people. And Paul makes that clear when he goes on into chapter 10. And he says, Moreover, brethren, I don't want you to be unaware that our, our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses. So He's talking about Old Testament Israel. They all had this same experience of being led uh, through the wilderness by, by Moses. They all ate the same spiritual food. The manna, and they all drank the same spiritual drink, that water that flowed from the rock, which was symbolic of Christ, he says in verse 5. But in in, in verse 4, in verse 5, he says, But with most of them, God was not well pleased, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Why? Why wasn't he well pleased? Because they didn't hear God's word and apply it to themselves on a diligent daily basis. He goes on to talk about them and the fact that they became examples to the intent that the way they behaved serves as an example to us so that we don't lust after things as they did, after evil things as they also lusted, as he says in verse 6, and we don't become idolaters as some of them were, and we don't commit sexual immorality as some of them did, nor do we put Christ to the test as some of those put Christ to the test, and they were destroyed by serpents. Nor do we complain, as some of them complained and were destroyed. He goes on to say, all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So, when Paul says at the end of chapter 9, I keep my body under, I bring it under control, lest I become disqualified, he then applies it to everybody else. He says, look, I'm not the only one that needs to be concerned about being an idolater. I'm not the only one that needs to be concerned about desiring lustfully after things that I have no, I have no right to desire and lust after. Um, he's not the only one that needs to be concerned about maintaining sexual purity and not putting Christ to the test as if Christ can't meet his needs and not complaining about what God does give or doesn't give. He says, I'm not the only one that needs to be concerned about these things. The, the experience of the Old Testament Israelites in the wilderness, they serve as an example to all of us, to all of us, and so that we don't fall into the same uh, way of life and pattern of behavior that they fell into. And then he says in verse 12, now let all those who, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I've seen too many, too many uh, Christians, professing Christians, who think that they are above certain sins. And they'll, I could never do that, I would never do that. And, and they get, they're very indignant about the sins that they would never commit. And yet they fall victim to other kinds of sins, spiritual pride being not the least of them, uh, but also, you know, complaining and having a critical, bitter spirit, and so on and so forth. But oh, but they've never committed sexual immorality, or they they wouldn't bow down to some idol. No, when you think when you think you're above sin, you better be careful, because you're going to fall right into it. But that leads him to verse thirteen, and he says, "There's no temptation that has overtaken you except such as is common to man. All those temptations to." Uh, the things that even he wrote about, that the Israelites succumbed to in the wilderness. Those are, those are common things to everybody. We're all tempted to some kind of idolatry. We're all tempted to complain. We're all tempted to put Christ to the test. We're, we're all men, women, young and old, face various kinds of t- sexual temptations and so forth. These are, these are just common things to human beings. To being a human being. But he says, God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with a temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Therefore, he says in verse 14 flee from idolatry, flee from these things. And that takes him back to takes us back to his own personal uh, commitment to keep his body under, bring his body into subjection, and not be subjected to the desires and the impulses of the body. So, these Old Testament Israelites, they serve as an example to us, they serve as a warning and a challenge to us to be alert to these various kinds of temptations that are still very real in 21st century New Testament Christians. Be alert to these temptations and also be alert to the fact that with each one that comes up, God's made a way of escape. Look for it. Take it. Flee from the temptation. This is Paul's challenge. So our Father and our God, I pray today that we would, you would deliver us from the pride that thinks we're above falling because none of us is. Even Paul knew that he wasn't above it. So, Father, I pray, help us to be sensitive to our own weaknesses and our own propensity to sin. And when we do sense that temptation, may we look for the way of escape that you provide. And, Father, help us to be diligent in following that way of escape. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right, well, have a good rest of your Thursday. And I hope hope the month of March uh, goes out like a lamb for you. Good day. God bless.